The Podcast Monsters. I'm your host, Doug Bartlett. If you have a mind for business or you want to grow, we are the podcast for you. First off, I'd like to tell you thanks for this uh, weekend. This is a fabulous weekend. Uh, really interesting connections and networking and knowledge and the people that you brought to the table. The speakers were incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, how did you feel like it went? I was really happy. I enjoyed, like, to me, the guest speakers were really good. And, uh, you know, I do master, when I do masterminds in the, in the general business style, I don't usually have guest speakers because my knowledge of, of just overall business is really substantial. When it comes to something like crypto, there's really specialized areas. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that it was it definitely served the people that were attending to have people that were, like, experts in one specific area. Like, for example, like... Beatles obviously is a you know real early stage Bitcoin expert that understands right. it from a you know sort of from the beginning of how it got to where it is right now. So he's got a good overall view. Uh, so like Chase Heroes is like a jockey. He's like a crypto jockey. He's out there you know playing the cutting edge of DeFi and uh, he's he's on the uh, sort of the bleeding edge of things, right? Yeah. And then you have so like Andre who's you know VC related, raising money. Um, and then you had, we had uh, Eric who's you know that ran NFT Miami. I think it was really enlightening. Uh, yeah, I think it was really, I think it was really good. And then, of course, my my bookie book helped out with the security stuff. So, uh, I was really, really, I was really pleased with it. And also, the attendees I thought were really strong too. Yeah, it really is great networking. The attendees were amazing. I, I was really pleased by that. We had a guest come through the weekend, like just coming for a few days. We had the game, Robert Alexander, yeah, gaming expert. So it was just a lot of people coming and going. Yeah, actually, uh, Tony and I are going to be going uh, to San Diego tomorrow to go watch a game with Boo. Ah, excellent. so <laughs> it was. It's like, dang, those connections happen fast. Yeah, right. So you get introduced and something clicks and there you go. Great. So uh, really looking forward to that as well. Um, is there anything that you would change about it that you feel like that you'd, you'd do different next time around? I don't think so. I mean, I, re- I was really happy with the way that it went. You'd said that the institutional money is not directed toward the mining side of things because they're just looking at it more as a gold store. Like, you know, I'm, I'm holding... Bitcoin. Are you seeing that that's just certain investors, certain certain VCs that are only oh, there's like VC. Yeah, there's, there's, there's VCs for everything. I mean, just he asked about Michael Saylor. Okay, that's what so he was, was talking specific about. One. Yeah, it was, it was Michael Saylor, and I just don't think Michael. That's not Michael Saylor's strategy to be mining Bitcoin. He's, he's he has an existing business that has nothing to do with Bitcoin, and he takes the profits and he invests it in Bitcoin. Okay. So there's some mining I think would probably cause him some problems with it with the SEC. It would be a completely different business. Right now it's uh mm-hmm. he's not you know he would have to refile and get it's, it's a big deal to like just change strategy so so severely like that midstream. Yeah, okay. I just uh, was was wondering if that was general sentiment sentiment in your experience or well, Listen, I, again, I think that we're still in the early stages of this and, and you know um the big institutional money is still not in this yet, but there's still a lot of family office money. There's some VCs in it. It's just you're not seeing like the teacher's pension fund, in that, you know, or yeah. um, they're being very, very, you know, careful. So if I were to want to go out and raise money from uh, VCs or uh, family money or whatever, where, where would you start if you were me? Family offices, for sure. I think the family offices and the, and the VCs are... Um, and angel investors are the places that you can do best right now. Especially, I think the family, like the family offices, are really where the money is, is at right now. Because it, what's happening is there's this lower risk in token sales because people have liquidity pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier to go to them and sell tokens than you know selling up equity in a company. Okay. 
Uh, so would you go to somebody like Andrew to help find those family offices or just start, uh, you know, digging in on Google and trying to find places to, to approach? It's, oh, listen, someone like, uh, the benefit of using someone like Andre is because she has relationships with all of these places already. She's, you know, just been through a couple of really big cap raises. So if she sends the deck, it's going to get looked at. Right, okay. It doesn't mean they're going to invest, right? right? But it's certainly going to get looked at because they assume that she's taking the time to vet. If it sucks, she wins show it to them, right? right? Yeah. So she's got a major edge, um, you know, but that's not to say that you couldn't do it yourself if you wanted to, you could. Yeah. You know, their family offices are always looking for deals. She's got to find a way to get in the door. I wouldn't just email them blind and call. Right, um, just be persistent. And network, it's, you know, going to conferences, networking events is really helpful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the connections that I made today, I feel like exactly. that would get me in a lot of doors. 100%. Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> You know, to shift gears for a second and the NFT side of things, uh, you seem uh, pretty skeptical about that whole market uh, just because of not having enough regulation currently. Uh, could you kind of give a summary just for the people that are watching, like what your take is on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think NFTs are are, are 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 not going away. I think it's a huge market. I think there's money to be made in that market. I just don't think that this evolution of NFTs that we're seeing right now is the final form that we'll be seeing NFTs in 10 years from now. I think that we're going to look back at this moment and say, why would someone pay for a stupid sketch of a flower? Like a, some of the stuff it's selling, it just doesn't make any sense at all. It's completely inflated. It's a bubble of all bubbles. Um, and it's going to pop for sure because they always do pop bubbles, right? right? But then there's good projects too. And the good projects will not you know, disappear in, in, in a crash. They'll go down in value, but ultimately um, they'll come back. I think that NFTs, you know, in terms of their ability to signify digital ownership, that's a crucial aspect of of of, um, of Web3, of what's happening now, which means giving power back to individual creators, the metaverse and stuff. So I think that the NFT market is going to be huge. I'm bullish on it. Just I'm very skeptical right now of a lot of the NFTs that are going out there. Yeah. They're yeah, mostly cash grabs. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know, I'm invested in some and I'm making money at it, you know, but probably, you know, not everybody is, I'm sure. Um, is there anything that stands out to you that you think of as a good project? I mean, clearly you can't argue with the success that the Bored Apes have had. I mean, they've just, you right. know, um, they've taken something that was kind of like a joke, you know, and they've, and they've, you know, made a lot of money then reinvested it very wisely to build things that actually have value and, and are engaging. So their community grows and grows and they're, they're you know, now doing their own metaverse and uh, gaming. So I think that, you know, that, that's lightning in a bottle. It's like that's not like a duplicatable feat, right? So, um, but I certainly, you know, my hats off to them. They've done great. Yeah, I think that a lot of it's around building a community that has a uh, something that they're moving toward exactly. instead of just being, hey, here's a piece of art, right? Exactly. All the blinds off. What would you tell somebody that's first looking to get into crypto and the NFT space? What's what kind of advice would you give them? Well, I'd say number one, start small for sure. You know, start small. Invest what you can afford to lose. You're probably gonna lose everything. Now, if you just invest in Bitcoin and Ethereum, you're not gonna lose everything. I'd be very surprised if you did. It might go down, it's probably gonna go up, but no one really knows over the short term. Um, but I would look at this as a longer term place. Don't try to buy and trade and outsmart the market because you're gonna lose. Don't use leverage under any circumstances. Just avoid using leverage because you have to be really, really sophisticated and really set up for this and know the most cutting edge strategies that where you're hedged because um, these 
this things move really fast. And with leverage, you know, you could be out and sold out of your position in, in right. a second. That's one thing. Second, with NFTs, you know, buy what you you know buy it more as a as an experiment for yourself at first, just to get involved and see what's going on. Once you put a few dollars in, then you'll get into a community and you'll see what's going on. You'll start to decide what you like you know i mean most people don't buy this for the artwork they're buying it for access to something or they're buying it for pure speculation so um i would urge you to look deeper at the communities and start very small yeah i think that's great advice you know because i know that when i first bought my first few nfts we lost money yeah uh, fortunately we started small <laughs> there you go <laughs> you know and uh, now now it's paid off because we've gotten to know exactly. what actually matters there and for me, it's more about community and like, is there an actual roadmap that's meaningful that they're going to move forward yep. with? And so, you know, instead of cash grabs or, you know, here's a token among a million other tokens that's not worth anything yep. in five minutes. What moved you from traditional business into like crypto and NFT? What was the spark that made you like switch your viewpoint on that? Well, I'm still in traditional business. I mean, I still might yeah, have many deals that are not yeah. in crypto. Just There's just so many more deals in crypto. It's so much activity, so much hot money right now. So, you know, at you know, a certain point, they're banging down your door for stuff. And, and as I became bullish on it myself, why wouldn't I do it as a business? In other words, you know, when right. I, whenever I do something, I always say, what's the highest form of this? What's the, the best way to go about it? And for me... To just sit there and you know make money on things and buy crypto in the market. That's like, it's like, that would be like sort of leaving all of the you know the edge I have as a brand and and being financially sophisticated. That leaves it on the table. So the natural evolution for me was to get involved into the venture capital side and the consulting side where I can you know bring value to companies and get tokens in exchange and get access to a lot of early stage deals. Like you know I have access to amazing deals, Series A's that that, that you know the average person would never get. Right. You know, where they're, where they're selling tokens at six cents or eight cents, they're going to list at 40 cents, you know, versus the average person would buy it at, at 40 cents or a dollar if it was already out trading. So to me, it made a lot of sense to, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it full on. Right. Yeah, I don't believe in doing things halfway. Yeah. And where did you get that attitude from? Obviously, you don't believe in doing things halfway. Is there something from your childhood that moved you into that space where mentally you're like, I am going to go all in on everything I do? Or what, what do you think defines you to be able to be that person? Because not everybody is. I think one of one of the things for sure is that is a belief that I'll succeed. Like when I when I'm thinking about going into something, I think what happens with a lot of people is they say, I want to be a big crypto trader, I want to be a big player in this market. But in their heart of hearts, when they project out a year or two, they don't really see themselves. They can't imagine that it would actually work out. They're like, ah, I don't really have the skills or the connections or the abilities to do this or the know-how. And so they say What's the point of doing all the work when I'm probably not going to succeed anyway? In my mind, when I, when I said, that, you know what, I'm going to go into this, I had no doubt I was going to succeed at it. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to succeed at it. Right. But, I, but when I'm thinking it through in my own mind, it never would occur to me that I would not succeed. So that, if that's my mindset, then my brain says, well, shit, if you're going to make so much money, it's, it's worth it to do, do the work. Right. It's worth to spend the time on it. Right. If you don't think you're going to succeed, why would you spend the time? I think most people lack confidence in themselves. It's not so much a fear of failure that stops them. It's a lack of belief that they'll succeed. So they say, shit, I'm not going to... I can't see myself having that much success in crypto. Yeah. Why me? And so they don't take action. I do. Yeah. 
I have a irrational belief that I can do anything that I want to, which most people look at me and like, you're retarded. What do you mean? You couldn't be an astronaut. I could like, hell yeah, I could be an astronaut. I have to figure out a way to do it. I don't care that I'm 52 years old. If right. I want to, I can. Yeah, so that, so then, so then when you're actually doing that calculation of should I expend the energy required to, right. you'll say, yeah, I should, because I'm going to have all the benefits. If you don't think you'll receive the benefits, why would you do it? Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, like I said, some people think it's irrational, but to me, it's the only way to live life. Yeah, because, I agree. Like, how else do you get there? I agree. And I think that also makes it to where you overcome obstacles really like better than other people do because you force yourself to be creative because mm -hmm. you've got this innate belief in yourself. Exactly. Yeah, love it. Uh, you know, I also kind of live by a saying of if, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're dying. Of course. And uh, I think a lot of people lose that too. So it's like, yeah, you yeah. have to move forward and like continue to grow. Um, what uh, what projects are you super excited about right now that you're involved in? Like, what's you know, if you if there was something that you wanted to pitch out there and say, hey, this is something that I'd love for people to check out, or something that you're just excited about yourself. What do you oh, got going I, on? Yeah, I don't recommend anything, anything in particular that to go buy. I never do. I never recommend. <laughs> things you, if you want to do is buy Bitcoin, you know, buy Ethereum, right? Yeah, um, and hold it. But um, I have a lot of things I'm really excited about, and you know, especially in the in the, in the stuff that's not trading yet publicly. So if I was going to advise you or anyone else to invest in things, they would not, they, they would almost certainly not be trading yet. They'd be early stage investments in companies that I think have great management. I'm very, very bullish on the gaming space right now. I think gaming is going to lead the charge into the metaverse. It's going to lead the charge into mm -hmm. crypto. Uh, I think it's a crucial aspect of adoption mm -hmm. around the world because the engagement's so high. Um, so I'm investing, um, advising to multiple companies in this play to earn space uh, and I'm very very confident that this is gonna be a major paradigm shift in gaming and it's gonna lead the charge into the metaverse yeah uh, it's a interesting space that I haven't explored very much but you know obviously some of the people at the table over this weekend sure we're deep like I have one deal that chase actually got is involved in okay. yeah yeah so you know it's called a joystick and the and you can't buy it because it's not trade yet. But you know they're, they're raising some money privately. Like to me, that's like if they're raising money privately at eight cents, right? And you know when it goes out, it's going to trade sixty cents at the start. Like the first tick will be sixty. Probably see they typically open up at seven. It's like why would you go out and buy tokens that are already out there? I rather wait. I rather go private. These, the, the beauty of this stuff is that unless it really goes bad. It always gets listed on at least the DeFi exchange. You have some liquidity on it, right? Right. So to me, it's like printing money. I think it's a really, really powerful way to make money uh, if you're getting involved with solid companies. Yeah. So uh, any business projects that you are personally working on, or is it more about VC investing and mastermind groups as your primary, uh, you know, your primary personal business focus? My, I don't. I'm, I'm past the point in um, in my life where I want to. Build a business myself. I've done it so many times. I'm just, uh, I'd rather help other people build businesses. So I, I own stakes in probably 25 different companies right now, you know, so I have anywhere from 10 to 30% of a company and, uh, and uh, it's more fun for me. You know, I get to sort of not, I don't really want to deal with being bogged down with being a CEO of a company and having to manage. I, I did that and, you know, and I yeah. was really good at it and, uh, and it was fun one. I was younger, but I'm a little older now, and I, I just sort of would rather pass that wisdom on to people that are going to manage and build and advise them and take my stakes and then move on and then, you know, just develop a portfolio of early stage companies and just watch them flourish. And some will die for sure. Any advice you would give me after our interaction over this weekend? Anything that stands out? To me, it seems like you, you've 
you've got a pretty straight head about this stuff. You're pretty sober. Some people get whacked with this stuff. They just like, they're all over the place. You seem like very directed. Um, and um, you know what you're doing, right? And you have a plan. You're in, you, you're looking at this move of NFT stuff, right? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I would say, to you, listen, I, I would certainly, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't pry with people how much do you have saved, how much, right? But I would certainly, you know, diversify. I, I think that that is a very special time right now. It's not going to last forever, and that that is investing in these early stage companies. I, I usually, it's, well, it's a risky business, mm-hmm. and it's not a it, to me at least. I find it, it to be significantly de-risked right now. We're investing in all these early stage token deals because at one point or another, and typically sooner versus later, you're going to get liquidity on these things, right? And you're getting it at prices in, that are so substantially discounted to the market that. You know, you have to get some really shitty luck not to make a lot of money in this space. So yeah. I think that I, I would I would open up your eyes to that. Okay. Because uh, I, I just I just think that you know unless you unless all of your capital is being deployed towards your own, the best place to deploy your capital is your own business. Right. If you believe in yourself. Yeah. But most people they get to a certain point where they they have enough capital. Right. I'm at that point now. That they don't need to. You have extra, and you know where do you put it? Right. Well, to me, you know. Investing in deals before they list—that's I mean, just it's just so obvious. Like, yeah. So I think that you should open up your 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 mind to that, and um, I just think that you I, knowing you, you seem to be the guy that once you do something, you start running with the ball with it pretty quick. I, I think you'd be really good at it and start getting yourself in you know integrated into these networks and just get a lot of early stage deals, and uh, I think you'd find it to be a very lucrative addition to what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a uh, great advice because uh, you know it's something I hadn't really considered as much. Uh, I'll definitely heed that. As long as the play, this it, guys, everyone's all about the people who are running the projects. It could be the best idea in the world, and if there's a bunch of idiots running the project, they'll they'll figure out a way to run it into the ground and steal your money, right? Yeah. If the idea is just okay and they're really sharp players. They'll pivot if they see, like you know, maybe it turns out like they thought it was great, but it wasn't so great, which happens a lot. Yeah. But they realize it quickly and they pivot, yeah. and then they find something better. And you know, so great management, you know, solid players with success behind them. Um, I, I guess it's the most important part in this whole game. Talking about that investing side of things, if uh, if I'm looking for a project, are you primarily looking for projects that are going to have some type of a tokenization, yeah, so I'm, that you get that DeFi or that secondary exchange? cash out opportunity yes I'm looking for that. that that's what I'm looking at I mean I'm not saying I wouldn't invest in equity I do um, but it's just that the, the, that the, the thing I'm discussing here about de-risking this is the, the token side of the equation and um, when you're buying equity in a company then you are suddenly at the mercy of the rules of the stock market which is far more difficult to get something listed and get mm-hmm. it liquid Right, it has yep. to actually work to some degree. It has to get more advanced and get listed and proved by Nasdaq or whatever it might be. Right, right. Right now, it doesn't exist in the world, world of crypto. These yeah. things literally can get listed overnight on a DeFi exchange, and you have liquidity. How much it depends on the marketing, it depends on the management team behind it. Um, but I, to me, I think there's just it's just, and that's why it's so much easier to raise money in tokens right now mm. versus selling equity. Right, because you can go to market very quickly and yes. have liquidity very quickly. Correct. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, how long do you think it's going to be before that changes, before the government cracks down on this and really st- puts in more stringent rules, changes the game? I'm going to guess a year. Okay. So. I think it's, you know, hear about it. I think there'll be rules coming out sooner, 
But when they announce the rules, they first have to get debated and then implemented. They have to form a commission. And you know, there's like they announce. Let's say tomorrow right. they come up with the the, the rules. Right. And my guess is they would be implemented for like eight to twelve months until they have to have some safe harbor periods and uh, reporting. Then there's going to be a huge backlog of shit. They have to form new. I think they're going to probably form a new commission to regulate this. That will not. Yeah. It'll not be the CFTC or the SEC. It'll be some joint new commission. Right. And I, I think that just will take some time. Um, and I think this is sort of, I think we're in the last stages of the sort of wild west. I think it's about to become a bit more like, um, like east of the Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like where it's still in the 1800s, still not the, the rule of law, but we're east of the Mississippi versus west of the Mississippi where there's, you know, gunfights at the OK Corral. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot happened. Doesn't sound like you're really there as far as any particular project. If you've got any upcoming masterminds you want to talk about or. You know, you can, listen, I'm always. Yeah, you know, we, I do these masterminds once in a while, right? I think the next one's going to be uh, in London, maybe in Tulum or something. I'm doing Tulum. Um, but um, check my website. You know, see, I'm always touring around the world. Um, most important thing I would say to you is just, you know, get into this space, but start small and educate yourself. And don't listen to the idiots online who are telling you what coin to buy. They don't know. The reason I'm not recommending a coin is because I don't, no one knows, you understand? Yeah. It's not like that. You have to invest. I, I, I believe I know that over the long term, Bitcoin or Ethereum will trade higher. I believe that. Yeah. And I'm long those. But I don't know what's going to happen next month. Right. Just don't know. So like, you know, and I think when you go online, you, there's all these hucksters out there telling you, these are the five coins you need to buy to make get rich this year. They're so full of shit. I mean, yeah. it's just nonsense. So, but that being said, it's a great business. There's a lot of money to be made. Just be careful. Yeah. No, I think that's great advice. I've, I've been long Ethereum since I started my mine and haven't sold any of it. I've used some of it to invest in NFTs and in and out of that a there little bit, but still holding it in one form or another. So it's been a great space for me. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, Jordan, thank you. I appreciate your time doing this. My pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about future uh, masterminds. I, I'd, I'd love to come to more in the future. Excellent. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Make sure you hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss out on becoming a monster.